Welcome back to Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. We have so much to get into today. I say that every episode when we start, but we had just recorded our entire episode and we had to come back to redo the intro to tell you guys that the track list for the Tortured Poets Department just dropped and we are going to go through the track list and our initial reactions to it. Literal breaking news. Literal breaking news. That'll be towards the end of this episode. But first, we have to get into everything that happened at the Grammys. Taylor won for Midnight's for Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album. She announced a brand new album. Reptile (laughs) still in the vault. Um, Tortured Poets Department is here and it's going to haunt us and keep us up. We thought Midnight's was going to keep us up. No, we are not going to sleep ever again. It's really keeping us on our toes already. We try to end this pod like three different times and more news kept breaking. So here's the episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We have a full reaction video available on our YouTube channel to recap all of the chaos that happened in the Grammys in the moment. And we were up pretty late recording that. So if we sound a little tired today, that's why. 4.30 a.m. <laughs> For those wondering. Eastern time. But we had to give you guys a full podcast getting into all of the good details of what happened and this new album. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not here yet. We still have a few months. <laughs> so to start our rep clowning, it was ridiculous. We started the Grammys day with Taylor changing her profile picture to black and white and everything went off the rails from there. Very, very early on in the day. And the other big thing that sent us down our rep rabbit hole was the site going down. Or we thought it was going down. But Some people did. Until you looked closer at it. And it wasn't real looking at all. And then, of course, the Swifties did their magic and Googled the error, which was... The error uh, was DPT321 which we would soon realize if you reverse that is one, two, three TPD. And then there are a bunch of letters that if you unscrambled them, they said red herring. Yes. The red herring that's mentioned in look what you, or look what you made me do was references a red herring. So all day we're like, what's the red herring? What's the red herring? And it was not what we expected. Yeah. We thought the Grammys was the red herring and we were getting rap TV, but it turned out that The red herring was us thinking we were getting rep TV when we were really getting TS11. I saw a hilarious tweet today that was like people asking me if I saw that Taylor announced a new album as if I wasn't deep diving into her code at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Dude, I was in there inspecting the HTML, going line by line, searching, looking up the images and all the fake nonsense that they had us... uh you know, had us believing. Yeah. Well, like we said, we did get a brand new album announcement that we get to look forward to, and we are going to get into that in a little bit. But before we get to all of the Tortured Poets Department lore that we found out about, we need to address Taylor winning Album of the Year for Midnight's. So Midnight's is my favorite album. I was 
honestly, by this point in the night, I was thinking that she she wasn't going to win it. She hadn't won most of the categories that she was nominated for at this point, other than Best Pop Vocal Album, which is when she announced the Torture Poets Department. So she won, and she seemed shocked. And she was sitting with Jack Antonoff and Lana Del Rey, and they start freaking out. She does the handshake with Jack. They walk up to the stage. She has to like pull Lana Del Rey with her because Lana was also nominated in that category for her own album, but she is on Midnight's. So Taylor is getting her to come up on the stage. And when Taylor gets to the stage, she's, she sees the other people who've worked on the album with her, like came out from the backstage. She's hugging them. And then she goes and she takes the award from Celine Dion, who was the presenter, and then goes up to the mic and, and gives her speech about Midnight's. And we've got to talk about the Celine Dion snub. The snub is in quotations, in case you didn't catch that. Yes. <laughs> Audit- Auditoria note. Um, when I, Molly and I had two different experiences when uh, she won the album of the year because Molly was too busy crying and freaking out. And I was sitting there thinking we're getting reps, so I'm just focused, I'm looking, I'm paying attention. And even before so, I I love Celine Dion and she hasn't she's been really sick and I don't think anyone's seen her in a while. And yeah. so that alone was a big deal. And I just kept thinking, wow, like if Celine Dion presented me with an award, like I would just be like bowing down. I'd be so stoked, like how Miley did with uh, Mariah Carey. And then I just was watching the whole thing. And then next thing you know, I'm like, wait, they're okay. She didn't really even acknowledge. And then next thing you know, it's like the whole thing's done. She's off the stage. And it's like, all right, not what I expected. Yeah, I think I'm also a huge Celine Dion fan. Celine was like my original Taylor. (laughs) Like growing up, I had like all the Celine Dion albums. I was obsessed with her. I have been able to see her perform once live. It was incredible. I love her so much. And she's presented Taylor with awards before, and they've had that moment on stage, and they've hugged. And I don't know exactly what it was that made that not happen in this moment. I think that as much as we love Taylor, we can also acknowledge that like she probably should have done something there. At the same time, we know how our girl is when she wins an award and she's she's gotten hate from like the opposite end of the spectrum before of like, oh, she's so excited, like acting so excited. Oh, this this has to be fake. Like you can't possibly be this excited. You've won so many awards, but like she has truly always been that way. And I feel like we relived that when we went back and watched some of the yeah. old Grammy stuff for our last episode. That was her so, last night all over again. Yeah, it was yeah. all over again. And for the first time ever, I would say it was to her detriment because she was so excited and things were so chaotic on the stage. She was trying to hug all of her collaborators on the album that she ended up like missing her moment with Celine. Do I think it was intentional? Absolutely not. No. I mean, I feel like she was too busy wrangling Lana Del Rey all night <laughs> that like her mind was elsewhere. Like that poor girl, like whether she wanted to be wrangled or not, like from the entrance to that moment it's like come on girl like you good Mm -hmm. let's go and it's like you just know her mind was a thousand places right and the fact that she announced like made the big announcement when she won for best pop vocal album earlier in the night made me think that like she didn't think she was winning album of the year no and they really did look shocked and so if you're doing that impromptu like 
your night's over because, you know, you announced the big thing. You're just chilling. It's like been three hours into this long ass show. And then all of a sudden you get that and you're like, all right, where's my squad? Lana, let's go. Come on. Mm -hmm. There have been some people criticizing the fact that Taylor, I mean, she really did kind of drag her out onto the stage. Um, And again, it's like, I can see why people are criticizing it. Just like I can see it with the Celine moment. But I believe that Taylor has the best intentions in that moment and that her bringing Lana on the stage was not only because Lana's a part of the Midnight's album, but she made a point to say, like, this is an icon right here, and she has paved the way for so many people, and she's doing such important work, and she's, like, in the height of her career. And she made a point to not even... She didn't even really mention that Lana was on Midnight's in that part of the, like, thank you speech. She just made a point to say, I think Lana is amazing, and kind of give a... She didn't mention that she was nominated either, though. Like, uh, up against... I think that that it was, like, implied. But Lana didn't win in any category she was nominated in, so I feel like Taylor was kind of making a point of, like, you're going to come up on this stage and and you're going to be shouted out because I think you're amazing and it sucks that you, like, didn't take home anything tonight because you deserved it. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, calling out or shouting out Lana made the Celine thing look a little bit worse because you're like, okay, if you're going to call anyone any, like, good, like, high accolades, it should be Celine. Yeah. you know, no shit against Lana, but, like, there's two icons on that stage. And so it's, like, I think that made it, like, one extra level. Like the elephant in the room. It's, like, okay, wait, (laughs) you didn't hug Celine, and now you're shouting out someone else for being an icon while Celine Dion is on the stage. Uh. Intentions were pure. Execution was chaotic. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. After... Taylor walked off the stage. There were photos with her and Celine. So they they did hug backstage. And like all night, per usual, Taylor was one of the only people standing and dancing yeah. as these amazing performances happened. For literally every performance. Everyone. People thought that there was <laughs> drama with her and Olivia Rodrigo. Guess what? Taylor Boppin during Vampire, one of the only people that looked into it, and Olivia pointed at her afterwards and blew her a little kiss. Mm, yeah. So we've kind of jumped around. We went straight to Taylor winning Album of the Year, but as we said, she also won for Best Pop Vocal Album, and that is when she announced TS11, the Tortured Poets Department. Wait, even just saying you said it right. Yeah, I said it I said it right, but it felt wrong. I had so hard to say. Um oh, it's damn. also not normal that every time you say it, I think in my head, wow, she said it right. It's like that's right? like an album response. <laughs> but I also counter in my head and say society, because department every is absurd. Time. Every time I haven't even seen the Dead Poet Society, but it's <sighs> like the first place my head goes. Taylor won her thirteenth Grammy and she decided to give us all a big old present and that is that the tortured poets department drops on april 19th and we were so shook when this happened as we just talked about we thought it'd be rep and it wasn't we were wrong immediately we're like what is this album name and then we find out that joe allen our favorite slash not favorite pod topic. This man will we never die. We stay away from him. I feel better about always talking about him. And now yes. I have a platform, as is everybody else, that nobody <laughs> wanted. But Joe was in conversations with friends. 
And apparently there was a group chat amongst him and other people in conversations with friends. And the group chat was called... Tortured... It's either the Tortured or the Lonely... Tortured Man Club, I think. Oh yeah, probably, yeah. You, tortured me, man, me, you and Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? The Tortured Man Club. Taylor came for Joe with this album title. And she said it's been in the works for two years. You're Losing Me was written in December of 2021. And that means she would have started working on this album right after. The new album is coming out on April 19th. We, of course, immediately found out all these significant things surrounding April 19th and the name of the album. So to start, the Dead Poets Society which is the movie. Which we need to watch immediately. Yes. I've never seen it. Shut Have up. you? No, I just know Robin Williams is in it and it's iconic. Mm, That's all yeah. I know about it. Yeah, dang. We need to watch it. Yeah. You want to stay another night? <laughs> the Dead Poets we'll give Society. give our live reacts about the Dead Poets Society and then we'll find all these Easter eggs. I mean, who knows? What if there's a bunch in the movie? Shit. <sighs> all right. If you've watched it, let us know. <laughs> the Dead Poets Society was released on June 2nd, 1989. 1989. And on June 2nd, this past summer on the Eras Tour, Taylor performed The Lakes as a surprise song. Where all the poets went to die. Take me to the lakes. I don't belong. I mean, just that in itself. It's just the way that she connects numbers. I will never get over it. Also, a significant part of April 19th lore is that on April 19th of 2023... After the Joe and Taylor breakup announcement, Taylor went out with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, her best friends. Notably, right after this dinner, they both stopped following Joe on social media. (laughs) That was on April 19th. Did we know about the breakup rumors at that point? We did. We did. Okay. Yeah, it was early April. I do remember them it was like around Easter. Them. Yeah. So basically she went to this dinner, said, okay, y'all, I got this album. Even though you feel like they would know already, but you're like, I have this album, Tortured Poets Department, and it's all about Joe, and here's some of the receipts, and here's a listen. Maybe she was like, here, you want to listen to some of the songs? And they were like, god damn. And then they unfollowed Immediate him. unfollow. And she's like, hey, you have to unfollow today because uh, I want to drop the album next year on this date, and I really want there to be some really fun correlation to this date. I mean, I really think she would have had that planned out, okay, what you just laid out, that's probably a stretch. But yeah. I love it. I am here for it. But she had to have had it planned out that far in advance because the heiress tour has a gap in dates for her to drop this album and, like, promote it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Then that's proving what I said, that she was like, you guys have to unfollow because next year on this date, I'm dropping this. Yeah, I'm saying it's a stretch, but I'm here for it. Next, April 19th, is the day that the shot was heard around the world, also known as the beginning of the American Revolution, baby! Ah, yes. Taylor's getting freed from the British. <laughs> you know how many colonies there were? 13. Yes. I only know that because of your notes. <laughs> I would not have known that. But that is, I remember I told you this last night and I was like, oh, the American Revolution. I was like, wow. If I mean, anything related to British people is like, I mean, that's not an Easter egg. That's just like facts. <laughs> but then the 13 colonies is, yep. 
that takes it one step further. One step further. And when wow. she started dating Travis, there were all these jokes like, when she showed up at the first football game people were like it's the american revolution so it's just like you remember that no i don't uh, know that but uh, i mean who's more american than travis or any football player for that but everyone was just yeah yeah, everyone was just saying that of like oh we're getting our girl back like she's dating an american but now oh what date did she select to drop the tortured poets department a joe slander album most likely the day the american revolution began i can't she i'm just thinking you know tortured man's club being the inspiration joe's obviously the theme and probably like the meat of it but like she's dated a lot of men that have done a lot of you know yeah tortured men things and maybe it's just like a book of poetry of all these little boys and all their nonsense i just thought of something Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't <laughs> say, say I, I didn't. didn't. Say I didn't warn you. Like, oh my God. So she's been telling them since 1989. <laughs> back in 2014. She's been planning this since she was She wasn't even was dating Joe yet. None of them can be positive. That's the other thing we have to think about. Like, we can't have an album that's all just sad and slander. So it's like, what positive songs did well, she be write? Like her two years like ago? breaking free of his shackles and you know, kind of like bejeweled type. Which vibes. is so funny how like her current day is always like, like obviously not timely to like her albums that she's putting out in the sense yeah. of like. So we're gonna get this album that's basically like fuck the patriarchy and I'm single and free and chilling. And then you're like, but you know, like what about Travis though? And she's like. Wait till the next one. Like, <laughs> I do feel just, like she made a point to say like two years ago so that we all know like none of these songs are about Travis. Don't start reading into things. Yeah. It's not about him. Right. We haven't caught up yet. Okay, yeah. that's coming in 2025. <laughs> I mean, there's no way we would have thought, even if without all the other background, we'd be like, tortured poets department. So reputation was about falling in love and the tortured poets department could be about falling out of love and it's every explanation that she's been holding back we never actually heard her side of the story like we don't have any songs about joe outside of you're losing me like right. in terms of that are negative we have no idea what the hell happened mm-hmm. and this bitch is like huh, it's been a minute but like here are the receipts right right <laughs> you're losing me was a warm-up <sighs> Poor Joe. He thought he got away. That's what. That's the funniest part about all the re-releases is all the Vault songs being like, "Oh, you thought you went away. You got away unscathed." Yeah. Actually, Harry, uh, blue dress on a boat. Yeah, and if her Vault songs are any inkling of like what she was holding back, and then you know didn't want to full send, and now she's like, "I'm grown," and like I'll full send it on a whole damn album. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to wait for the Vault songs. Yep. Oh, just wait till we get the track list, which will be sooner than we, you know, that'll be a whole game before yeah. she, oh, then we'll really be in it, in it. Oh, it's another episode. <sighs> another episode for sure. So the final things I wanted to talk about with the new album, there were so many Easter eggs and we, we saw the Easter eggs. It's not like we missed them. But they just finally make sense now. And I feel like we have to, you know, we just have to close the loop, right? The Midnight's Era, there was a Bejeweled music video. And there's a, what do you call it? A pocket watch. Pocket watch, yeah. Yeah. Pocket watch? Sure. Old-timey pocket watch. Yeah. And on the watch, it said, Exile Ends. 
and it, it has zero two, and then it changes to zero three in the shot. February third, exile ended. Which, by the way, Midnight's- didn't it come out before. Like, when did the Bejeweled video come out? The Bejeweled video was like the second music video they were. Really, it was like a week after Midnight's came out, I think. Right. It was like so, Anti Hero and then Bejeweled. So, like, this could have, we could have thought this was happening last February 3rd. Oh, we did. Yeah. People I know. were clowning. I know. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. And then it's like, you know, you think you'll forget about it. Yep. So the Midnight's era officially ended on February 3rd, and the. Tortured Poets Department. If I, it sounds like I take a long pause before I say it every time, it's because I'm trying to wrap my brain around all the words. Um, the Tortured Poets Department era began on February 4th. What was, I forget, the exile ends, what was the correlation of exile and midnights? Because obviously exile is from... Folklore. Yeah, so... I don't know. That's why people, equate- people thought that, that, people thought it was like a rep hint that like she you know you know she was exiled for reputation and she came back with it and so like when exile ended rep would come out of the vault but no i feel like maybe the exile was like her exiling herself and being in the relationship with joe yeah or like if you think about the song exile that she wrote with joe william bowery was singing with bonnie bear about this tortured relationship Mm -hmm. like it's in the exile font finally leaving Yeah, step right out. The next Easter egg that we talked about this on one of our very first pod episodes, Cruel Summer, went number one, and Taylor and Jack posted photos together. Taylor was holding up a number one, and Jack was holding up a ten. Yep. And we were like, wait, is this like, oh, Taylor's holding up a number one, and Jack's just like, oh, like hands up in the air, or is this TS11? And it was TS11. <laughs> and of course, I'm pretty sure I said this. Uh, we all thought it was Rep. Why? Because she's wearing a black baseball cap. But mm. now when you look at it, you're like, she's wearing a tweed. She's wearing a very poet vibe outfit. So poet coded. So poet coded. If you go back and look at uh, so many of her outfits from this past year, they're all poet coded. Okay, but there were Rep ones, like the snake boots and like. There were. There were. Yeah. That's the fucked up part. It's like there were. <laughs> there were Rep coded things. But that corset dress last night was not rep-coded at all. And we knew it. We were like, it. I was like, the corset? What's the corset? It's poetic. The biggest Easter egg of them all. I haven't told you this one yet. It saved it as a be, surprise. I'm going to be really mad. All right. When Taylor sits down at the piano during the Eras tour for Champagne Problems, she gives her little speech. It's like the same every time. Yeah. And it's recorded in the movie. It's on record. She says, people would come up to me and be like, so you put out like five albums that you haven't done tours for. So what's your plan? What are you going to do? Are you just going to like do a show with all the albums in it? And it'll be like, what, three and a half hours long? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be called the Airs Tour. See you there. That's what she says, right? How many albums had she dropped? Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight. So it was four albums. She's been saying five this whole time this and whole no one said time. anything. No one called that out. I've actually seen people like talk about it, especially since the movie came out, but no one knew what to do with it. We were like, uh, 
uh, do the work so we don't think it's rep. And we're like, we knew this was coming. We knew we didn't know when, but we knew TS11 was coming. No one knew. I mean, some people speculated because people always think she's coming out with new music. But come on. It was right in front of our faces ah. for a year. Oh, man. The Eras Tour started like almost a year ago right now. It was like 11 months ago. She's been saying this freaking speech. And that adds to my theory of like when we were talking about it yesterday, it's like, okay, like literally your words were like, what does this mean for the Eras Tour? Mm-hmm. And it was like, this makes sense because it's going to be like, potentially like folklore evermore vibe or just more like chill and it's like also she's coming off of a two-year tour she can't be signing up for another one and right. that's just she has no, to work it in can't. somehow whatever and it's like brilliant it's like you have the platform mm-hmm. you have the people she's like oh, i'm already on tour we'll You're just throw here. another one we'll in throw in like you know one secret song a night or however i feel like she's going to fully like add in a little thing but she has to keep it the same length so i don't know yeah and, you know, um, once again, throwback to our 2024 predictions where we talked about uh, will there be a new album? And we both wholeheartedly said, hell no, because how would that work? Yep. And then also you asked if she would restructure the Eras tour in any way. Hell no. How would that work? Both are probably true. I mean, they are true. Like, she's going to give it more than I think. Like, I honestly think it's going to get its own era. Like, its own scene. Really? Like a little blip. How? Like a blip. Where? I don't know. <laughs> a little blip. Like just like one song or two. You know what I mean? Like she did it for Speak Now and back when they she only had one song, even though there was obviously, there was reason for that. But still, yeah. debut has none. You know what I mean? Poor debut. Debut is just, debut is going to get booted again and it's like, we have no space for you. We are booked. Overbooked. We are booked. That's we're, what we should do. We should the albums are back. higher than counting on one hand now. Like, yeah. So, we're, we should go through the list uh, at some point and hypothesize that because clearly we know nothing. And that is, that's my we prediction We do have some time. Yeah, because while the Eras Tour resumes this week, the new album doesn't drop for two months. We have yeah. some time to come up with predictions of how we think she'll adjust the set list. Dude, that's also why she has a month off almost in between. Uh, a, to promote the hell out of this. And B, to probably be like, all right, y'all. How are we going to restructure right. this? Because they maybe... Have rehearsals to like add something yeah. new in. All right, so those were some of the Easter eggs. Now, to top it all off, we have some clues. So... In Taylor's announcement post, um, after she announced this on stage at the Grammys, she took to social media and gave us the album cover, which is her, like, laying in across a bed, and the sun is kind of shining on her. Looking like and, a snack. Yeah, she looks really sexy I in this photo. I hope Travis took that photo. He probably did not. <laughs> probably not. You can't take photos like that. Um, she posted um, some of the album art, and you could go and pre-order the album on the site. So we get potentially our first look at some lyrics from the new album. And the artwork, if you haven't seen it, it, it's like kind of written on, you know, like notebook paper. And there is like a file folder with the album logo on it. So the lyrics are, And so I enter into evidence, my tarnished coat of arms, my muses acquired like bruises, my talismans and charms, the tick, tick, tick of love bombs, my veins of pitch black ink, all's fair in love and poetry. Sincerely, the chairman of the tortured poets department. 
So let's just dive into this a little bit more, all right? So, first of all, there's a file folder, like I just said. And dear reader, burn all the files, desert all your past lives. Dear reader, the last track on Midnight's seemingly hinting at the next album that would come. And you know what she does in the Eras tour? She burns the lover house to the ground. Dear reader, burn all the files, desert all your past lives. The next line is, and if you don't recognize yourself, that means you did it right. Dang. Next one. The vinyl on the site is called the ghosted white vinyl disc. Antihero. All the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. Once again, adding to the theory that this is more than just about Joe. Really, I think antihero is kind of reflective of some insecurities in their relationship. One day I'll watch as you're leaving for the last time. But it's like people, plural. The dear readers talking about all the files. Once again, you have all these files on one man. Is Joe really that interesting that he has a whole file on him? You might not think he's interesting, but she was with him for six years. And finally, our namesake hits different. I find the artifacts cried over a hat, curse the space that I needed. I trace the evidence, make it make some sense. Okay. So the words artifacts and evidence from Hits Different are used, evidence is used in these new lyrics. And so I enter into evidence was the first line. And then if you go onto her site and you look at her album art, the word artifacts is in there. Wow. So, Buckle yeah. up, y'all. So, so many little clues have been... Right in front of our faces all this time, leading up to TS11, the beginning of a new era. If we're even doing eras still, I don't know. I, don't I guess know. it is going to be on the eras tour. But <clears throat> Describe everything we know. Yeah. And then also, you know, during her um, her speech when she won album of the year, she emphasized that she is not going anywhere. And uh, this is what she loves doing. So Yes. You know, I, every single time she comes out with an album, I get, like, anxious. I'm like, is this it for, like, a little bit? Or is this it? I mean, it's not realistically, like, is it it it? But you don't, you know, she's in her mid-30s almost. And, like, so I like that. I really like that reassurance. Yeah. And also to give us a new album, I think the craziest part and why I haven't even, like, processed it yet is because it's during a time where we're so satiated mm-hmm. i mean we're really insatiable at this point because she gives us too much and it's never enough but like usually when you get like you know when we got midnights it was like all right we need this we want this we're just chilling as fans and then now it's like how can my brain even handle right. more taylor content i still can't believe it we still have like two re-releases that haven't come out like the eras tour is just ramping up for 2024 and then now we're gonna throw an album into the mix mm-hmm. amongst Probably a ton of other shit this yeah. year. And somehow we haven't even addressed this part, but it does kind of follow a pattern that she has done to re-records, new album, two re-records, new album, and then she'll probably finish with two re-records before another new album. Yeah. So we had so much to talk about in this episode that we couldn't even fit in our usual, Karma is my boyfriend. But the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. They won the AFC Championship. Taylor and Travis had a really sweet moment, several moments on the field. We got multiple angles of their kiss. If you want to relive 
of the beautiful moments that came out of that game, we have a special bonus clip on YouTube recapping that whole post-game extravaganza. And the Air Store is also resuming this week in Tokyo. And we are just speeding away. Yep, we are right back and we've got a nice little holiday break and the shenanigans have picked right back up. So we'll see if Taylor ends up coming to the States in between her Tokyo show and her Australia shows for the Super Bowl. Really? Are you really questioning that? Are you (laughs) really questioning that? The people are still like, Oh, is she going to make it? And, like, obviously we've all seen the the math and the stuff. And, like, I don't even care if it's possible. That's irrelevant because she would still do it. Yeah, she's probably going to be there. But I'm leaving the door open. You never know. And uh, I forget all the numerology. I meant to look it up. All I remember specifically is, you know, Taylor's a mastermind, even without trying. And this is one of those Easter eggs that she might not even have realized the Super Bowl is her 13th game that she will be going to mm-hmm. for Travis. And I feel like there were a few other things that like added up. There were so many 13s. Like the flight back from Tokyo <sighs> is 13 hours long. The time between this yeah. and that. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. She's probably stoked about all of that. Yeah. So the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Taylor's going to Tokyo, then potentially to Vegas, and then to Australia afterwards. It's going to be a long month for her. And then she's going to be grinding until March 9th. Oh, right as we were about to wrap up the episode, our producer let us know that Travis Kelsey has spoken on Taylor winning two Grammys last night. He said, she's unbelievable. She's rewriting the history books. I told her I need to hold up my end of the bargain and bring home some hardware, too. Dude, we never got any of this from Joe. He also said she was going to win all the awards at um, the Grammys when he said he couldn't go. Yeah. And he had that boost of confidence. Yeah. We stand a supportive king. We do. And if he wins the Super Bowl and she just won the Grammy... It's the most rom-com storybook fairy tale ending one could possibly have. I really want him. I really want them to win. Trackless has been revealed. What? Um, What? Just posted on Instagram 12 seconds. We were just talking about that. Post Malone. Florence and the Machine. What? Post Malone. I love Posty. Posty gets the so long London. No. I can fix him. No, re- oh no. All right. Right as we were about to wrap up the pod. Things just keep flowing in, man. It, uh... Thank God we're recording right now. Taylor posted April 19th Oof. with a heart, a photo of her looking very sad. Yep, she's going through it. With the lyrics, I love you, it's ruining my life. Ah. Over top of it. And then we got. The album track name, or the, we got the song names, we got the track list, I can't. Florida! There's a song called Florida! My homeland! Alright, side A. Four exclamation marks. Side A, Fortnite, featuring Post Malone. Let's go. The Tortured Poets Department. Because of course. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. Joe. (laughs) Down bad. Maybe that's like a sexy, like, ooh, a minute, you know, like. Uh, I think that I that's going to end up being depressing. But I'm Daddy, I love him. Ooh. Don't skip ahead. Sorry. Track five. So long, London. Track five. 
for all those who don't know, her, what would you even say? Like her roast? It's like, no, it's like her deepest, most personal song. And it's always like written by her. Flashback to All Too Well. Delicate. You're on your own, kid. The Archer. You know I love a London boy until he's not a boy that I want to love anymore. But daddy, I love him. Fresh out the slammer. <laughs> what? Florida with four exclamation marks and Florence the Machine. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm from Florida and that's very exciting. But also, wait, let us pause for a second. This is giving slut with the exclamation mark. So let's be wary of exclamation <laughs> marks. We were all stoked for slut. I'm going to be stoked for Florida. Will I be disappointed? Stay tuned. I hope it's about how. Never mind. It's like slut. <laughs> I was going to shame Florida. I'm sorry. I mean, that's fair. Or it's like slut part two. It's like there's, Florida. Actually, there's nothing. There's great here. four exclamation marks. Guilty as sin? Question mark. Who's afraid of little old me? I can fix him. No, really, I can. And then. Oh, what does that stand for? L-O-M-L? Love of my life. Why would you abbreviate that? Acronym for love of my life, a soulmate, pronounced LOMEL, is referred to as, I don't know, which stands for the one true love of my life. Damn. Yikes. I can do it with a broken heart. Yes, you can. The smallest man who ever lived. Scooter Braun. The alchemy. Clara Bow. Bonus track, The Manuscript. We did know that one. From the desk of Taylor Swift. What Dude, the... I love you, it's ruining my life. Is like, that gave me chills. It's like, <sighs> A, relatable. <laughs> B, Joe. Man, we thought getting all too well 10 minute version was like, you know, for all the girlies who really just wanted a breakup song. It's like, yeah, well, how about a whole freaking album? Down bad. Dude. It's so funny because everyone has said she and Travis are down bad for each other. Really? Yeah. Also, can we just talk about, can we also throw back to when we got Midnight's and I said, where's the breakup album? Like once we found out that they broke up, not when we got Midnight's because they weren't broken up yet. But once they broke up, I was like, where's the breakup album? And you were like, it was Midnight's. Like, that's it. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't I knew, say that was it. Well, I just said if you listen to Midnight's now with the context after them breaking up, that it t- a lot of songs took on new meaning. That you thought like could have been about other relationships. It was like, oh shit, no, that was about Joe. Sure. But you thought that might have been like it. And I was no. like. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Then we got your losing me. And I was like. Oh, well, yeah, well, there's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew this was always out there, and I've been waiting for it. I forgot about it for a while. Rip TV. I never doubted me. you, man. It's better than I ever could have imagined. Wow. Just the trackless alone has ended, Joe. All right. Well, obviously, we're going to have to let that all marinate because we weren't expecting to get breaking news on the pod. But there we go. We got the track list. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Taylor's going on tour again. We just need to end it now before more news breaks. I know. We're just stay on forever. We should just record from now until April 19th. Just, you know, live record because it's not going to stop. Dude. It's just a... Thanks for hanging in there with us if you've listened this long. We will have more content coming to you on YouTube after the Super Bowl. And, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Like, rate, review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
follow us at it hits diff pod on instagram tiktok and twitter slash x bye, bye.